Mm. Why, hello there, Joanne. Great to see you. How is your week? It's the same old, same old. Can't complain. You know, if you ever want to try different and new, I just heard of this place that opened up in Albuquerque. It's like a 15-minute uh, no, drive. I love the same old. It has been in my family for generations. Oh, no, no. Come on. I just live for the thrill of the unexpected. This is why I never read online reviews. Well, that's just great for you, I suppose. See, me, I, I just don't need that. I'm going to head straight to the sandstone after the show for my all-hours breakfast, get my usual. Then I'm going to head home to water the plants and practice my Spanish with some Tempranillo and El Color de la Pasión. It's a ritual. Yeah. Joe, you've been here six months. I mean, come on, New Mexico isn't all dry plants and soap operas. Yeah, you can have a life. You know, go out there, talk to people, be a person. Frank, I'm not in the market for adventure, okay? I like the slow pace. I'm fine. Oh, fine. <laughs> you know, Joe, in my limited experience with the fairer sex, when a woman says she's fine, what she really wants to say is go Glad for Glad we you. understand each other then. <laughs> I'm just... Never mind, I'm just hangry is all. Oh, now get the lines ready, button monkey. Fine. Oh, I see what you Good night, cuties, and welcome to Josie's Lonely Hearts Club. I'm your host, Josie Heller. Let's spend the night together. Tonight I want to talk about comfort zones. I don't think it's any surprise to you that I've got a few rodeos under my garter belt. I've swum with sharks, seen both the real Eiffel Tower and that tiny one in Paris, Texas. I've rung in the new year bathed in northern lights. I once broke a land baron's heart on his yacht and had to hitchhike back to Monaco with the Coast Guard. Did you know Monaco's patrol boats still have cannons? But having you to come back to every week, that's a bit like coming home. And for the first time in my life, I'm finding myself getting caught up in a familiar rhythm. I come back to Madrid, share stories with you, and find my way over to the only diner open after our lines close. You know the kind. The long counter, that cracked vinyl, booths that still smell like cigarettes. Last week, my waitress approaches, Brianna, and before I can get out half a howdy, she says, I put in your usual, before flouncing away with a carafe of decaf. My usual. The nerve. The indignity. Where does she get off, presuming to know my fickle heart's desire? Well then, after a few short minutes, that familiar dull clatter of ceramic plates brings me out of my reverie. Chicken fried steak, three eggs over easy, and a half order of well-done hash browns. Country gravy on the side. I felt it then, cuties. Right there in that squeaky booth. I knew there was no use in denying it. That was exactly what I wanted. It's what I got out of my car ready to order. That's what I woke up wanting to eat. Well, that's when the dread set in. My God, has it happened? Am I predictable, stagnating, boring? Has this greasy spoon's all-night breakfast done what dozens of suitors couldn't? Have I finally been tied down? Well, so what? That's what I say. And you know why? Because knowing your comfort zone makes the adventures even more worth it. I mean, even an albatross nests sometimes. It's good for the soul. 
So what about you, cuties? What little routines are your anchors in this stormy sea? Let's all slip into something a little more comfortable. Dial that number you know by heart, 505-555-KDNM. Frank, who's in the hopper? All right, first up is Leo calling in from Hobbs. So, Leo, welcome to the show. What can I do for you? Oh, hi, Josie. Oh, I can't believe I got through. That's so great. Um, hi. Yeah, so um, I, I wanted to just talk a little bit about my, my wife and I and this like new sort of phase we're going through of our relationship. Is that okay? Oh, that's great. You know, of course we were talking about comfort zones and maybe spicing things up. So you're in a new phase of things. How long have you been married? Yeah, that's we've been married for 27 years. Oh, wow, that's a long time. Congratulations. So... I'll tell you what happens. You know, as we started to get older, I don't know if you feel like this sometimes, but sometimes when you make plans with your friends, you kind of feel like, oh, oh, um, we're going to go out next week. Great. And when you make the plans, you're like, yay. And then when you get closer to the event, you're like, oh, I really don't want to go out. And mm-hmm. and then they cancel the plans yeah. and you feel just a wash with relief. You, you, yes. Did you ever feel that way? Oh, I know exactly what that feels. Nothing is tastier than stolen time. Ooh, stolen time. I like that phrase. I may steal that from you. So recently, when people would cancel on us, my wife and I would be so relieved that we would, you know, we'd, we'd, um, uh, sex. I'll just say it, sex. We said, <laughs> we have sex. Right. And, um, the more often people would cancel on us, the more often we would have sex. And I gotta mm. tell you, the se- she is like a new woman you know Mm. you know she is hot and and the sex has been really really hot and what happened was is she's been getting so into it that she has started making plans with people and canceling on them Mm. just to get her excited to jump into the sack Mm -hmm. i've got my my khakis on and my polo and she you know she gets her hair done and her makeup and we're in the car, ooh, and then she calls up our friends, and she cancels right there. Right there in the car. Right in the Chevy. Mm. And then she jumps all over me, mm. right in the front seat. You lucky dog, you. But here's the thing, um, and this is where it gets a little wacky. Okay, give it to me, lay it on me. How wacky does it get? She has started making bigger and bigger and bigger plans. And- Flirting with danger. Teasing the edge, right. She has been planning for the last, I'd say, two or three months, our son Ethan's bar mitzvah. Uh But uh, here's the thing. We're not Jewish. We're Lutheran. I I think that she's inviting all of these people just so she can cancel at the last minute and she and I can go to the motel on Route 6 and just have the craziest sex ever. Ever. Yeah. I mean, has she... Uh, that's, uh, oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, certain... oh, 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 Josie. I'm sorry. Uh, she just called. Yes? I have to go. I have oh. to go. I know what she wants. <laughs> okay, Josie, okay. All right, go All right, break some go. plans, Leo. Oh, wait. Oh. She she just she just canceled on me. Oh. Uh, wait. She canceled on me, but I'm not with her. You know, uh, Josie, I used to date someone who was always canceling plans. Oh, did you? What happened? You know, we never actually went out. Huh. Anyway, next up, we have Meg calling in from Maple Grove. Meg from Maple Grove, you're on the air. Oh, 
Hiya, Josie! Oh, it is so good to hear your voice talking to me. <laughs> oh, well, I love it. Well, I enjoy talking to you too, Meg. What can I do for you? Yeah, so this is my ride or die. His name is Donnie. Uh, we've been married for about 14 years, and uh, I'm a meteorologist, so, you know, I, uh, <laughs> I know the weather. Uh-huh. Yeah, we, uh, I'm from Maple Grove, but uh, we just moved out to here, mm-hmm. and uh, my job has become, uh, how do I say this? boring. I can only imagine. It's uh, pretty consistent out here. <laughs> it's just a little bit too, uh, what, you know, 72 and sunny all the time? It's just too boring? That is on the point here. That is exactly it. You know, I feel like the job has progressed in that way, and it has made me a bit less interesting, uh, leading Donnie to go find some new friends. You know, they, uh, uh-huh. Yeah, they they wear specific outfits. Uh, they have skills I've never had. You oh, know. Okay. <laughs> Do you not get along with the new friends? Well, they play pickleball. Ah. I don't understand the sport. I, I just I can't wrap my head around it. I think what I'm hearing is that you're sensing a a correlation between moving to a place where your job is not as fulfilling. And Donnie having new friends. And you think there's a connection? Are you worried that you are the reason Donnie is now playing pickleball? I just can't wrap my head around any of those things. And I just, uh, I don't understand why it's called pickleball, you know. (laughs) Uh. I think when you're looking at something like marriage and you're looking at something that's going to take, well, in best case scenario, the rest of your life. It's not always going to be exciting. Sometimes you will have... Periods of calm, periods of rest, and your emotional connection doesn't necessarily need to suffer if you are at different frequencies. Is there perhaps an outdoor activity that you can enjoy that will help bring you and Donnie together? Something that, that maybe... Well, I think I'm doing all right, you know. I just uh, I just don't understand the game. It, it is so, so painfully slow. It's mostly for people over the age of 85, but my husband is 44. Ah, well, I don't want to, what do they say? I don't want to yuck anybody's yum. Oh, no, I want you to yuck it. Can can we yuck it? Uh, I, I think I've got to agree with you. Pickleball doesn't make sense as a sport for a self-respecting 44-year-old man. <gasps> really? Pickleball is a funny sport. <gasps> oh, oh, no. Oh, Josie. You are my favorite person of all time. Uh, Do you hear this, Donnie? Oh, Donnie's there. Wow, Josie, thank you so much. It's Meg one, Donnie, negative zero, negative all the numbers. Oh, we stepped in it this time. This is fantastic. Meg, you got to take the Ws. You take that victory all the way to the bank. Okay, babe? Oh, I will. Oh, I'm going to get a pumpkin latte. Oh, go for it. Oh, Frank, they're the best. You know, Josie, I think you'd actually really like pickleball if you gave it a chance. Oh, what makes you say that? You know, it's active, intimate, get to whack something as hard as you can. <laughs> uh-huh. I hear the balls are real tiny, though. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back in just a few seconds, cuties. Sit right where you are. We'll be back with Josie's Lonely Hearts Club. I didn't know you've been to Monaco. Frank, in the 29 shows we've done, have I ever mentioned Monaco? No. Huh, well, I wonder why that is. Ooh, look at this. Things to do this weekend. Ballroom dancing at the community center? Huh? 
All right, all right, all right. We're back in five, four, three. Welcome back to Josie's Lonely Hearts Club. We've got another caller on Frank. Who's got the honors? This is Dylan calling in from Gallup. Dylan, you're on with Josie. Hey, Josie, how's it going? Oh, can't complain yourself. I'm doing okay, but I got... I'm, I'm a little bit asking for your permission here. Okay. Dating this guy. His name's Brett. I love okay. him. I really do. He's really special to me. He's this weird thing. Okay. He's this old, decrepit, rotting, nasty-looking teddy bear. He keeps on his end table by his bed. Oh, my God. The other night, we finish wonderful lovemaking session, and I roll over. I saw that f***ing thing staring at me. It was something out of a horror movie. And you know what the first thought I had in my head was? Burn it. Burn it with fire. Dylan, why is the teddy on the end table? Right? He's a grown man. Uh, no, that's not what I'm getting at. I'm saying what is the significance of the teddy? He, he's, you know, he's a child. He's unwilling to grow up. He's, he's... Mm, I'm hearing a lot of what you think of Brett, and not what Brett thinks of the teddy. How long has Brett had that teddy? His whole, oh, his whole life. Uh, and you think you can just waltz into this man's life and then burn his teddy? Dylan, certain things are sacrosanct. It is haunted you understand like it is like demonic if it was in a closet it would be much easier for me but you know what but this kind of gets to my thing with brett if brett was willing to move ahead with his life maybe i wouldn't be so upset about this hmm. this fakakta teddy bear okay M- move on from from what i feel like he's clinging on to the past he's still living with three roommates i'm not a spring chicken no more okay uh-huh. I'm, I'm i'm that's not my first time around the block i'm okay. i want a family. I want a man. I want to have roots, you know? I feel like I've been mm. just bouncing around, and he is not willing mm-hmm. to f***ing throw away his 20s, to throw mm. away his, his, his past. Come on. Settle down, please, Brett, with me, and uh, get rid of the past. Let it go. I understand. Oh, it feels so good to say that. You don't want to get rid of the teddy bear. I think you want to be the teddy bear. I think you want to be something that constant and that that unilaterally positive in Brent's life. He doesn't even have a picture of us hanging up in his apartment, you know? Here's what I'd do. I would get a picture of the two of you, and I would put it on that end table, right where that teddy bear used to be. And I would move the teddy bear with his permission someplace away from penetrative acts of love. Does that make sense? Yes. Just make sure that you let Brett know what your heart says. Not that you hate this teddy bear, but that you want to be a part of his home. If, if I woke up and I saw a picture of us, you know, mm. on a trip to Yellowstone together or in Vegas, mm. I'd feel much better. You know, that's just, that's it. I want to feel like it's, I want to have a home with him. What a beautiful thing you just said. You know what, Dylan? I think that this is this is case closed. I think we've figured out your way forward. Thank you so much for calling into the show. Thank you, Josie. You have a wonderful night. You got it, Dylan. Ah, oh, Frank, we are doing the Lord's work. Now that's what I call a TED Talk. Coming up next, we have Haley calling in from South Valley. Thanks. Hi, Josie. Uh, big, big fan, first-time caller. Oh, good to have you on. Yeah, uh, so, 
Um, you you were talking about the the idea of putting yourself out there, and um, I guess I just wanted to say that I I, I don't know about that because I I feel like I tried that recently, and uh, I feel like it's kind of gotten me in, into a bit of a pickle. Okay, well, let's see if we can't fix that a little bit. What's going on? Thanks, thanks, Josie. Well, and um, I'm I moved about um f- four months ago here, and and I didn't know anybody. And I thought I would probably just eventually make friends through through work and stuff, but um, it kept not happening. Mm. And I, I kept trying to be myself, and it seemed like uh, people would would be polite and then kind of walk away. No. Well, so I got pretty lonely, and and mm-hmm. I was drinking alone again, and mm. I just kind of snapped, and I I kind of felt like, well, like. If people don't want to be friends with me, then then maybe I'll be someone else. And and I'd been listening to the table next to me, mm-hmm. um, and they were all talking about how they went to the same high school. Okay. Well, so I went and I, and I thought about who I, I I wished I was. Okay. Brenda, and Brenda is, I imagine, like a person who's always confident, who walks into the room. And wears high heels and doesn't twist her ankle when she wears them. Mm-hmm. And I went up to them and I said, hi, I'm Brenda. And I also went to Fallcrest. Oh. And they welcomed me to sit down and we got to talking. And, you know, we've hung out like five times now. And they still think I'm Brenda. We're supposed to get a matching tattoo of the mascot. The Falcrest Growler, and I don't even know what it is. Lots of things growl. I see. Okay, so you've 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 gone a little too deep. That relationship is real. Brenda might not be, but that relationship okay, is. Okay, here's my question: If I continue to be a good friend, mm-hmm. do I have to come clean? <sighs> I can't make the decision for you. So. What makes what makes Brenda so different from Haley then? <sighs> Brenda's not scared all the time. So Brenda does what Haley's afraid to do. Yeah. I know how that works out. Well, I want to let you in on a little secret, Haley, because you have been doing these things that Haley was afraid to do, and Haley's been who's doing them, not Brenda. How you? Broach this with these friends. That is a tomorrow problem. That is something that has a beginning, a middle, and an end. You figure out how to come clean to them if that's what you want, and I think that you should. But for the long term, after that little road bump, you have to think about how Brenda's right there, right there where you can reach her, able to do the things that Haley can't, but no matter what, you're still doing them. I I just want to commend you for having the courage to open up to me about that. And I think that your friends would understand. I just, I can't help but think that if I hadn't gotten, tried to get out of my comfort zone, I wouldn't be in this situation in the first place. Well, I'm hearing what you're saying, Haley, but but in this case, in this case, the comfort was holding you back. The comfort is bad. I mean... This was the shot in the arm that you needed to be Haley Brenda last name. You know, you got out there, you really embodied Brenda, and in doing so, you opened up a new chapter of your life. So, so sometimes, 
being uncomfortable can be a, a, a moment of growth. And if they are truly your friends, then there's something that they will accept you. And if not, everything that you've learned by being Brenda is already there with you. I hadn't thought of it. If I, if I can just be Brenda all the time, then it's not dishonest to be Brenda. You are Brenda. I am Brenda. Be the Brenda. Be the Brenda. Be the Brenda you wish to see in the world. Yeah, I know what contouring is. What a delight. I love my job, Frank. Well, guys, I think that we have gotten nice and comfortable here and learned a lot about what it means to be anchored, to feel good about oneself, and to be emboldened by our choices to remember that at the end of the day, you always come home to yourself. Folks, it's been a wonderful week with you, and I can't wait to see you all next week for another episode of Josie's Lonely Hearts Club. Don't even think about touching that dial because we've got coming up, uh, Frank, what have we got uh, up next? Uh, Norman's House of Wax. Coming at you next, we've got a full-on hour of walking through wax sculptures with Norman's House of Wax. Norman is going to be leading us through an audio tour as docent of his own private wax museum. Tune in and don't miss it. Night-night, cuties. All right. Good show, Joe. Thanks. Nice. You too. You too. is a good one. All right. When you get to the sandstone, give Brianna my best. Uh, you know, call me crazy. I don't, I, I don't think I'm going to go. You're crazy. <laughs> uh. No, come on. What about your ritual? Well, you know, maybe it wouldn't kill me to um shake it up a little. So... What's that Thai place you're always squawking about? Are, are they open late? Joanne Holtzinger, you adventurous dog. Yeah, it's a uh, cool basil. It's uh, just like four blocks away. All right. Well, cool, cool basil. Cool basil. Open late. Cool basil. Gonna check out some cool basil. Still gonna watch my stories, though. Gotta find out whose baby that is. All right. And as for you... Josie's Lonely Hearts Club was created by Maximilian Clark and Rachel Music. Our callers this week included the talents of Al Pagano, Shane Snyder, Laura Lee Walsh, and Carla Werner Montero. This episode was edited by Eliza Brugger. Josie's Lonely Hearts Club is brought to you by the Good Story Guild. Keep track of us on Instagram at Good Story Guild and on our Discord in the show notes. If you enjoy the show, consider leaving a review on your podcatcher of choice. Night-night, cuties.